Have you got it? All right, the hair, the glasses, the smile. A little bit forced right now. Um, and uh, now you can sit down. Okay, have you got it? Have you kept it? Okay. Um, what, I, what I'm going to do is I want you to come with me on a little bit of a journey. All right. And uh, you might need to shut your eyes for this, but you don't have to. Um, but um, I was going to put this on the screen, but I think your imaginations will be better. Do you know when you watch a movie and, uh, and the Central Intelligence Agency, um, and, and they, they, they're sort of looking at somebody and then they zoom out from the satellite. So I want you to picture Ed's face, all right, and then I want you to zoom out, okay? So you're zooming out over, over the school here, zooming out over Worcester, zooming out over this country, uh, zooming out over different countries, Europe, you're getting, and you're going further and further out, and then you've got Earth, you're zooming out over Earth, uh, and uh, whilst we're doing this, we're also zooming backwards in time, okay, can you handle it, okay, some of you are struggling with this, I know, but bear with me, it's multidimensional. Uh, so you're zooming out, zooming out, zooming out, and you're zooming back and back and back in time. So you're seeing the planet, um, and, and we're going way back, way, 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 way back, way back. Um, and, uh, you know, th throughout all the years and the millennia and all of, these, all of the time of history, and you're going back to galaxies, uh, back to the, the whole universe, and you're seeing it like a little dot, the universe. And, and then you're going back into time. And then there's a moment where it's not there. Okay? Where the universe, the world, we've gone, we've gone so far back, it isn't there. All right? And, uh, and I, I don't know about, you know, your... Uh, beliefs or your science, how far you've got to go back to get to nothing, but you're going back that far. Okay? And um, there is, uh, before time, what was, there was something that was complete, all powerful infinitely glorious there was no need for anything for, for, for them to have a reference point they themselves were their reference point it wasn't human but it was full of charisma and personality They, they celebrated no birthdays because there was no origin. They are the origin. Okay? And I want, what I'm trying to get you to think about is I'm trying to get you to think about before time began, God. Okay? Can you cope with this? It's a big one, isn't it? Okay, some of you are like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on? Um, but um, 
uh, I was talking to the guys on Friday night about this, and, and uh, when, if, I, if I asked you to, to find the bit in the Bible that points to the first bit before anything else, most of you would put your hand up, in the beginning God created is the first bit in the Bible, it's the first words of the Bible, isn't actually the bit of the Bible that refers to the most early bit. There are some other references that point to a time before time. Can you cope with me? I'm a Doctor Who fan, right? Um, there's, a, there's a verse, Jesus prayed. On one occasion, Jesus was praying. It's a magnificent prayer in uh, John 17. He prayed this. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence. Listen to this. With the glory I had with you before the world began. Okay, so the man Jesus, picture him, magnificent beard. Okay, picture the man Jesus before, so he's praying and before the world, so he's saying, God, would you give me the glory that we had together before the world was made? That's before in the beginning that there be light, isn't it? Okay, um, and I want you to know that the presence of Almighty God was and needed nothing. That he needed no reference point. He needed nothing else to refer to to uh, clarify who he was. Or there was no insecurity in his presence. There was no lack of unity. There was no lack of community. There was no lack of personality. There was no lack of power. There was no lack of integrity. There was no lack of love. There was no lack of mercy. There was no lack of anything in the person of God. Okay, can you, can you cope with me? I, I, I um, uh, spend, uh, well, I have done, um, chatted to people on the streets about faith. And uh, I would say almost everybody, not everybody, but almost everybody, when I say, do you believe there is a God? Yeah, I believe there's something. So almost all of us, there's this inbuilt sense that there is something. And I, I want to tell you that, 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 that God himself was before time, and he was magnificent, and he needed nothing, okay? It was in that self-sufficiency, that glory, that magnificence that he went on mission, okay? So I'm wanting today to paint the big picture. We've zoomed out from Ed. We're going to zoom back in on Ed in a bit. Um, the big picture of God's mission. So God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the, the, the triune God, the, the magnificent one, the all-powerful, the one that you can't put in a box, um, decided, I was going to say decided one day, but there wasn't a day. I was going to say decided, in a, there was a moment, but there weren't moments. So I don't know how to describe it to you. But there was, I'm going to say a moment, because I haven't got anything else to say. There was a moment when God um, decided to create something that would display his magnificence and his glory. Okay? And, uh, and, and within that concept, within that mission, God went on mission amongst us and God decided to create the world as we know it. Now, we can argue all you like about how he did it. I don't much mind. Uh, but, I'm, but I'm not going to give in to the fact that he did it. He may have formed a bang. He may not have done. I don't much care, if I'm honest with you. Uh, 
but what I, what I believe is that God spoke and the world was made. And uh, it, within that, and the reason that, you know, we've got in Genesis, Moses wrote down his description of how the world was made. Other cultures have described how, how God made the world. You know, the, the point is God made the world and the reason he made the world is simply this, that he was so magnificent he wanted to reveal his magnificence. That sounds a bit arrogant, okay? Um, if you're God, it's not arrogant, okay? I, I, um, I make stuff every now and again. Um, and uh, this summer, look at that. You can't see it at the back. But this, I did a bit of whittling on holiday. This used to be a log. Um, and uh, I got my axe and chopped it into a smaller piece and then I got whittling and I spent a long time and I made, listen, I made a ball inside a cage with my little knife. Ooh. All right. Just wanted to show off. A little chain, all from one piece of wood. You can have a look. Um, right, so I'm showing you, I've thrown it to you. Don't break it. it took me ages, all right? Um, I'm, I'm showing you because I'm proud of it. Because, and, and there, you know, the first thing, I make stuff, okay? I, I, I have a workshop and I make things. I make furniture, I make different things. Um, when I finished making something, what's the first thing do you think that I do? I s no, I don't throw it away. Sorry? I, no, after I've made it. Show off to people. I stick it on Facebook. That's the first thing that I do. Okay, I, I'm not on Instagram yet. Apparently, I'm so old-fashioned old I'm on Facebook. But anyway, I stick it on Facebook because I want to show it off, don't I? Uh, and, and the point is, what I'm saying is, like I'm showing you my thing that I made that isn't actually anything. I just started carving and this happened. Um, I'm, I'm showing you I did that. That's something that I did. I'm proud of it. So God, within his infinite, sustainable beauty and brilliance and magnificence, decided to make a planet to show how brilliant he is. Okay, that is, folks, if you want in a nutshell, God's mission, that's God's mission. You thought it was all about you, didn't you? It's all about him. It's his magnificence. It's his splendor. It's his brilliance. It's his bigness. It's his creativity. It's his purity it's his just you know I'm, I'm running out of words it's the it's the greatness of God and so within that God said let there be light and light happened and uh, and he made stuff and uh, and 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 there's another scripture that says um, in Psalm 19 so it says uh, the heavens declare the glory of God the skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day they pour forth speech night after night they reveal knowledge they have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into the earth, their words to the ends of the world. So what he's saying is, the, look at the sky, it's shouting about the glory of God. It, you look at the stars in the sky, and then if, you, if, you're, the, if you're scientifically minded, don't just look at the stars, look, think about how far they off they are, and think about the planets, think about the whole universe, think about the bigness of creation, and, and they are preaching the best sermon that there's ever been. And they are saying, God is magnificent because he made it. 
But here's the thing, right? Okay? God, after flinging the stars into space, or starting a big bang, depending on your way of thinking, after doing that, he still hadn't quite captured his magnificence. So he did something else, more splendid, more magnificent on the sixth day. What was that? Me. <laughs> and you. <clears throat> uh, he, said, he said to himself, it's interesting, there's a Bible verse that says, let us make man in our own image. First of all, God's a community. God's a community that's on a mission. And uh, let us make man in our own image. And so the stars are magnificent. The mountains are magnificent. The Grand Canyon is magnificent. I was watching um, uh, Steve Backshaw. Do, he's, have anyone seen the program, Steve Backshaw? And he goes, he's, he's exploring unexplored places. Love it. Um, and uh, watched one last night when he was, was abseiling down this massive canyon that's never been explored. Um, you know, when he's making all of those things, that's not the pinnacle. The pinnacle is you and me. After all the things that he'd made, God said it, he, it was good and he rested and it, was the, and it was the second, first, second, third day. After the sixth day, when he made us, he said it is very good. So God's mission was to make you and me to show off his brilliance. Have a look around. Can you cope? Look to the person next to you. Gaze into their eyes. Come on. Not too much, boys and girls. Um, and, uh, and, and, it, and he looked. All right, you can stop gazing now. Um, he looked... He thought, this is good. God, God's mission on earth through human beings is to show how brilliant he is. And he had Adam and Eve in the garden. He had the first people. And, uh, it, you know, and, and, and that was it. And, that, and they'd had a mission. I, I, I always think, um, I think, I think they were told to go forth and multiply. Uh, I think perhaps another way of saying is you know, was they were to go, have lots of sex, make babies, and travel a lot. That sort of appeals to our culture, doesn't it? Uh, appeals to us. Um, but that was the mission. What tough gig for Adam and Eve. Make lots of babies and go travel. And the point was that, that they were to fill the earth with his glory. So the whole point of mankind, God made mankind, he made a planet, he made the earth, and then he made mankind, and he wanted mankind to fill it with mankind to show his glorious nature. It's good, isn't it? Now, so I was writing this talk in a cafe. I was at St. Peter's, uh, Peter's Baptist Church. I was in the cafe there, and, um, and it turns out there must have been some sort of baby club or something going on, because suddenly... Uh, I was surrounded by women with babies, and it was frightening, um, you know, and, uh, and I found myself starting to, all the, all the mums, all of the babies doing this, and you find you, you get in sync. I started swaying with the mums, the babies, 
Um, you know, but but the, the point is, you look at these beautiful newborn babies and you think, God knows what he's doing, right? Humanity and the, the magnificence of the human body. I told you to gaze in each other's eyes. Just think what is going on in those eyes, what is going on in that brain to transfer. To, to, to translate all of those signals. It's, it's a phenomenal thing that's going on in the human body, isn't it? Okay? Shows God's brilliance. But here's the, here's the challenge. You stick on the TV, you stick on the news, and humans aren't always reflecting the goodness of God very well, are they? Stuff's going on. Humans are destroying the planet. Humans are doing all sorts of things. Humans are hurting each other. Uh, causing offence and problem towards one another. Stuff's going on. And so, hang on a minute, Jim, you said that the humans are here to show the brilliance and the majesty of God. But I'm here to tell you that in a garden, humans decided it wasn't anything to do with apples. If you think it's, just forget the apples with Adam and Eve. There was no apples, all right? With Adam and Eve, they decided to not go God's way. They decided to make their own rules up. And we call that, as Christian circles, the fall. Humanity came from a very lofty place of being called and, and, and made to display the magnificence and glory and splendor of God. And they fell and said, you know what, I don't want to live like for that anymore. I want to live for myself. And we don't need to teach anybody in this room how to be selfish. Because we've all got that in us. Haven't we? Do you know what I mean? And so, and so, you know, the the mission faltered. Okay, God's mission to display His greatness and His splendor faltered. But here's the thing: in another garden, sometime later, another man said, "Not my will, but Yours be done." His name, of course, is Jesus. And, uh, and so there's this moment when, when after all these years where uh, throughout history, God was raising up a nation to display his glory. They would, they would let him down and, and, and they would do things that didn't honor him and he would have to prune them back again. And then, and then somebody else would come along and they would raise him up and they would show God's splendor. And then something else would go wrong, he'd prune them back again. And then there's a moment when a man that lived a different life, a man that was sent from God and was God and his name is Jesus he went into a garden to pray and he was filled with deep anguish because of what was before him and he said yet not my will but yours be done and that so and we we talk about that man being the second Adam the first Adam broke things the second Adam fixed things he came amongst us and he showed us how to do the mission What's the mission? Non-rhetorical question. To glorify God, to bring glory to God, to reflect his majesty, his brilliance, his greatness. So Jesus came so that that could be fixed and that mission could be fixed. Okay? So I'll also have a look at my notes at some point. So here we are today. We can zoom back in on Ed for a minute. Back in the moment. Ed is saying, maybe you didn't quite know it like this. Ed is saying, I want all of you to know I'm giving myself to that mission. The mission has changed. 
just sorry to say, it's no longer just about having lots of sex and making babies and traveling a lot. Uh, it's moved on. Um, the, 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 the point is it's still the same. God still desires that the earth will be filled with his glory and that is represented by people honoring him and glorifying him and showing his, his greatness. Okay? So since Jesus came and he died on the cross for us, he, he, he reversed the effect of Adam and Eve's mistake. So that now our mission is to go and help people to fall in line with Jesus, accept his forgiveness and his love and his acceptance and put him first, say, pray with him, not my will, but yours be done and help people to honor God in whatever culture they're in and to go all over the world and do that. That's the mission that you're signing up to, isn't it? Just say yes, Jim. Um, you know, so G- Jesus' final words were this. So all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of every nation. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. Okay? So the mission of God should you choose to accept it. Anyway, the mission of God, should you choose to accept it, is to, is to yourself look at the example of Jesus because he showed us how to honor God. He showed us how to bring glory to God through obedience, through living a life. The stuff that Jesus did, what did he do? He loved people, he accepted people, he healed people. He, he declared the goodness of God, the kingdom of God. Jesus showed us how to do it. So now we say, okay, I'll do what you did, Jesus. And my mission now is to, to help many, many, many more people become a disciple of Jesus so that they can reflect and show the glory of God and, if you like, be put back on track with the original mission to bring glory and shine for the glory of God all over the planet so it's not a small thing is it (laughs) that's what I mean I I want to encourage you what I'm trying to do is paint a big picture and the big picture is that you and I have a mission and that is to that is to bring glory to God and uh, Ed, Ed is saying t- today that, you know, from that five-year-old boy uh, that said, uh, oh, something like that, uh, can I become a Christian? He, he's saying, no, I, I'm, I'm taking seriously not just being part of a, a social club and go to church on Sundays, I'm taking seriously a lifelong call. So when I'm on the rugby pitch... I'm bringing glory to God. Catching the ball well, passing the ball well, kicking the ball well, actually brings glory to God. So don't mess it up. <laughs> when, you're at, when you are um, at school, college, wherever you are, 
doing well, and not only in your studies, doing the best that you can be, but being the person that Jesus wants you to be brings glory to God. When you, when you are at your workplace, so you're at the building site, and you're, and you're functioning differently to the, the other builders, you're bringing glory to God. When you're in the classroom, and you're, and you're honoring God, and you're living a life that, that God wants you to live, you're bringing glory to God. And that's the whole point. Jesus reversed it so that we could continue the big mission of bringing glory to God. Wherever you find yourself, whatever you find yourself doing, whether you're speaking specifically about Jesus or whether you're just being, God's plan was that through humanity, he would bring glory to himself because he said, let us make man in our own image. We're made to be like God and to show people what God's like so in a minute we're going to baptize Ed as his moment of nailing the colors to the mast to say this is it it's an odd thing to do um, you know we're, we're, we're going to dunk him under the water wait for the bubbles to stop and then we'll lift him up again no not true say it every time it's always funny to me um, uh, no we're, we're going to put him under the water as, as a demonstration to say the old Ed the Ed that lived like Adam lived to say I will do what I like whenever I like that old Ed is no more the new Ed of saying whatever Jesus says I'm going to do that however Jesus wants me to live that's how I want to live that's the new Ed and, we come, and, he, and so we raise him up a little bit like Jesus walked the planet died went actually died for three days but then on the third day rose again to life uh, in, a, in a new life and a defeated death so we're saying, Ed is now saying, this is me. I'm fully in to this life. Can we pray together? Father, we just, we thank you, God, for, um, I don't have the words to say it, but that moment before moments began when you decided to make mankind when you decided to create a world a universe that displays your brilliance God I, I find it hard to believe but God that pinnacle of that creation was us I pray God for each one of us God that you would help us to live in the good of that mission, of your mission on earth to bring glory to your name. I pray for those of us that have never yet decided to reverse Adam's decision and say, it's not my will anymore, but yours. I pray that you'd give us the courage and the grace to make that decision. Pray that there'd be some of us here today that would follow Ed's example God and make a choice to say no I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put aside my own ambition my own will, my own choice and I'm going to say God whatever you want your will be done in my life and God I pray for each one of us, I pray for doctors, nurses, builders uh, God people in benefit offices, I pray for every one of us that wherever we find ourselves, 
God, that we would be shining and reflecting your greatness and your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Great, thanks, Jim. So what's going to happen now is we are going to baptize Ed. The baptismal pool is going to be in the dining hall. So just to give you a few directions, we're going to go out those doors. You're going to turn right. There's going to be a few steps. You're going to go through some doors, and then it'll be on your left. Follow the crowd if you're not 100% sure. So we're going to go off and do that then. Just before we do that, we're going to come back after Ed's been baptized, and we're going to have some cakes just to make sure everyone's safe and we know what's going on. If it's okay, can we make sure we keep the cakes in this room? Um, and parents, obviously, just make sure your children are all right and you know where they are and they're not running off without you being aware of where they are exactly. So we'll keep it in here when we come back for the cakes and just look out for each other. But if you want to make your way to the pool, which is just through those doors now, and we'll see you in there. <laughs>